Great Loop Radio, brought to you by America's Great Loop Cruisers Association. We're dedicated to sharing Great Loop information and inspiration with those actively cruising, planning for, or dreaming about a Great Loop adventure. This is Kim Russo. I'm the director of AGLCA. Today, my guest is Stephen Gossett, and Stephen is the manager of media relations for the New York Power Authority, and the uh, New York Power Authority has assumed responsibility for the New York State Canal System. So we are going to be talking today about the Erie Canal's Bicentennial Celebration, which is about to get underway. Before we start the interview, I do want to take a moment to recognize and thank our Admiral-level sponsors who support AGLCA and loopers at the highest level. They're Dog River Marina, Curtis Stokes & Associates, Passage Maker Trawler Fest, Skipper Bob Publications, United Yacht Sales of the Carolinas, and Waterway Guide Media. As always, we encourage our listeners to support these businesses that support the Great Loop. Steve, good morning. Thank you for joining us on Great Loop Radio. Great to be here, Kim. Uh, let's start. Um, tell us a little bit about your involvement with the Erie Canal and how the New York Power Authority came to be responsible for the canal system in the state of New York. So as we were coming up on the uh, the bicentennial of the canal system, uh, it was decided by Governor Cuomo that we were looking for new ways, the state was looking for new ways to sort of reimagine the canal and to make sure it remained a vital state asset. And uh, toward that end, he looked toward the New York Power Authority, which is owned by the state. It's actually the state's, uh, the nation's largest state-owned utility, and uh, to help with that effort. Uh, NIPA, as we're commonly known in New York, uh, is uh, a generator primarily of hydroelectric power. We actually have three of our plants on the Erie Canal. So we had a long working relationship with uh, the canal system, and it was decided that uh, melding the two cultures uh, would be optimal to help uh, usher uh, the canal system as it begins its uh, third century. Uh, we are in a position to, uh, to help uh, enhance the recreational aspects of the the system and also make sure that it's uh, it's it's operating uh, at an optimal level now and far into the future. Well, and that certainly puts you in the fun position of being involved in the planning and the promotion of the bicentennial. Um, tell us how many recreational boats typically use the canal each year. Well, uh, from it, it, one way to. Uh, uh, to view it is from uh, the number of uh, boats that are counted at our locks and lift bridges, and that is about 80,000 over the course of the season. Now, that, 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 that does not mean that there are 80,000 separate boats, because the boats, say, the same way that uh, cars are counted by the Department of Transportation, they may be passing through uh, several different locks, and then they'll be counted each time. So I don't have the exact number of, of unique boats, but in terms of uh, those who are locking through or, or going past a lift bridge, it's about 80,000 over the course of a year. And that, that's obviously a high number, and that's great that the canal is getting that kind of usage by pleasure craft. So uh, we're talking about the Bicentennial, and there's a celebration. So this year, uh, 2017, is actually the Bicentennial of when construction began, I believe. So tell us a little bit about that and the history of how the canal came into being. So it's it's kind of weird to think about how, you know, how 
agrarian and, and how undeveloped uh, the United States was back then, because, you know, obviously uh, it's, a, it's a very different place. But back in the early 1800s, even going back to the late 1700s, in terms of New York, almost all of the population of New York was uh, in between, say, New York City and Albany. And they were able to travel up and down the Hudson River uh, for trade purposes, for uh, going from one place to, an- to another. But anything west of the Hudson River was pretty much frontier. And so you had places like Rochester or Buffalo that were really just kind of dusty trading posts. And 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 going back to even as far back as, say, 1768, people were looking for ways to go inland, to to find uh, how do we get how do we how do we expand the territory, if you will, and there's a natural break in the Appalachian Range that uh, path that the uh, American Indians who lived in the area for centuries they knew of and and, and were using, and it was also used say by stagecoaches and, and and wagons, and it allowed for a relatively flat journey through otherwise what would be a mountainous mountainous area. So the thought was, well, let's build an inland waterway to take advantage of that. And initially it was viewed with a lot of skepticism. President Thomas Jefferson thought it was a crazy idea and refused to appropriate any money for it. James Madison and James Monroe, the, the following two presidents, pretty much felt the same way. It took uh, Governor DeWitt Clinton going back to the days when he was a mayor of New York City and a state senator to eventually uh, lead the charge to get the state legislature in New York to approve funding to build a canal. And they appropriated $7 million, which would be about $3 billion in today's money, uh, to build this canal. And so the groundbreaking started in Rome, New York on July 4th, 1817, and was completed in the end of October in 1825. And uh, the uh, originally was derided. Uh, the, the critics called it Clinton's Ditch. It was it was uh, four feet deep and uh, forty feet wide, uh, but it caught on like wildfire, and um, and it eventually allowed for uh, westward expansion. Allowed people to uh, ship goods from what were then territories in like in Ohio and Illinois. It allowed people to migrate westward uh, because it connected the Great Lakes to the Hudson River and allowed New York City to become an industrial superpower because it became the largest port in the U.S. and one of the largest in the, in the world. And uh, just to give you an example of, uh, of, of how it changed things, uh, back before the canal was built, it took about 15 to 45 days to travel from Albany to Buffalo by wagon. And if you were shipping cargo, it cost about $125 a ton. Uh, after the canal was built, that same cargo would take nine days to go from Albany to Buffalo, and it only cost $6 a ton. So it, it really changed the face of commerce in the U.S. Most definitely. Um, and, of course, there's lots of historical sites along the Great Loop that our members see, but the Erie Canal is certainly one of the historical highlights, um, and, and some of them do the length of the canal um, if their boat can get under the, the bridges on the western end, of course. Others turn into the Oswego Canal. But the opening day is a little bit later this year because the canal is seasonal. Talk about why that's happening later than usual for this year. 
Right. So we decided to change the opening and closing dates, uh, in part to better align ourselves with uh, the season for the Canadian canal system, but also to give us more of an opportunity to do more uh, maintenance on the canal system. Remember, the uh, the, the, the current uh, canal system, as, as it's configured, is turning a century old. Uh, and uh, when you turn 100, you, you need a little help to TLC <laughs> to to make sure that uh, you, you stay healthy, and uh, and that's what we need to do. You know, we found that uh, in studying the dates for when boats are locking through, that more than 95% of them are typically traveling in that time frame, which this year's uh, opening day will be May 19th, and uh, the closing day will be October 11th. So uh, it didn't make much sense for us to still have the canal system open, say, mid-November when there was virtually no boats uh, on the 524 miles of the system. Uh, so we, we want to be able to ensure that the system is in good working order. Uh, and, and, and to do that, we need uh, a larger window to, uh, to do some maintenance and, and to do upgrades. Well, and that's actually very good news because it's good to hear that the maintenance and upgrades are happening and that there's funding for that because we know that that can be difficult for some parts of the waterway at this point. So glad to hear that it's, it's increased maintenance that is, is causing the season to shorten a bit. And May 19th works very well for some of our mem- really most of our members. Um, so the, the later opening does not have a huge impact on loopers specifically. But with the opening day of the bicentennial season, starting uh, May 19th. Anything special planned for that day, particularly in Waterford, which is where many of our members would enter the canal? So on May 19th, we are hoping to, uh, we we will be having a ceremony uh, at the the, the Harbor uh, Center uh, right near the lock. And there'll be speeches, various dignitaries. uh, The the exact lineup is still being uh, formulated. Uh, and then there'll be the ceremonial. Uh, there'll be a signal to uh, tell the lock tender to, to open, op- open, open the lock, and that will uh, be our first, um, our first, uh, uh, basically the, the opening day. The boats will, will begin their westward migration. And we know we do have a few loopers who are planning to be there that day, so hopefully they can watch that uh, opening ceremony, and that'll be something historical and interesting. We're going to take a break for a moment to play a message from one of our sponsors. Um, When we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about some of the other special things happening for the bicentennial of the Erie Canal. We'll be back in a moment. Did you know that every mile of the Great Loop is covered by Skipper Bob Guides? Its mile-by-mile format is a great planning tool and essential at the helm. On the most popular routes and side trips, Skipper Bob covers preparation, navigation, bridges and locks, and the best places to visit. Skipper Bob guides are updated each year, and its website keeps you current with navigation alerts and cruising news. To check it out, go to skipperbob.net. Skipper Bob is a proud Admiral Sponsor of AGLCA. 
We're back on Great Loop Radio. My guest today is Stephen Gossett, who is the Manager of Media Relations for the New York Power Authority, who has responsibility at this point for the Erie Canal. And we're discussing the bicentennial celebration happening for the Erie Canal this season. Steve, tell us about any other events. We talked a little bit about the ceremony for opening day. What other events are happening as part of the bicentennial celebration? So we have, uh, in addition, I should I should mention that there are typically every year there'll be uh, dozens of events throughout the system that are held by communities. Uh, there are annual events that celebrate the canal and and the people who live in those towns. Uh, but this year, in, to augment that, we'll be hosting a series of events throughout the system uh, to uh, make sure people are fully aware of the bicentennial and, and to have some fun at the same time. So in addition to the, water, the Waterford event, uh, we'll be having uh, a gathering in Amsterdam on June 9th that's going to be featuring uh, members of the uh, U.S. water ski team that we're putting on a show uh, on on the Mohawk River, uh, which is part of the Barge Canal there. Uh, and then there'll be, uh, there'll be music and a fireworks show uh, and and uh, there'll be kayak demonstrations, and it's going to be a good time. The following day, uh, it's Gohari Crossing uh, State Historic Site, which is a few minutes away from Amsterdam. Uh, we'll be having another gathering. And what's interesting about that site is that it's the only place where people can see all three iterations of the canal. So we're talking about the original Erie Canal that uh, that was built uh, in the early 1800s, and then uh, there was what's commonly called the enlarged canal. So as the demand for uh, goods being shipped grew, uh, the canal was enlarged to accommodate larger boats, and then. Uh, it was, and, and then what that morphed eventually into the current canal system, uh, which is considered the barge canal. And and we should mention, for those who, who may not know, is that the uh, the Mohawk River from Rome down to uh, Waterford is that that is part of the canal. And during the during the year, that is canalized with various dams, movable dams, and locks to allow for a consistent navigation channel. Uh, and, and and that was uh, completed in 1918. So I actually have another uh, celebration next year to celebrate the 100th uh, birthday of the Barge Canal. Uh, so, uh, so that's Scoharie Crossing on June 10th. And on July 8th, we'll be up in Lockport uh, to celebrate the Flight of Five. And the, the the flight of five or a series of five locks that are no longer used. Uh, we, we actually now use only two locks to get people up from. It's it, they're actually the last set of locks on the system before we head up onto the Niagara River and head toward Buffalo. And but the flight of five locks were a remarkable engineering achievement in, in their time. And we're going to have a big concert uh, on the, the in the locks itself, featuring members of the Albany Symphony Orchestra as well as the Buffalo Philharmonic. And they will do a concert, and then there'll be a big fireworks display afterwards. And there'll be events going on all, all day there. On July uh, 15th in Rochester, uh, there'll be a uh, family event day uh, for the canals at the Strong Museum of Play. 
and we'll be a part of that. July 22nd, we'll be in Rome uh, to celebrate the first dig. Now, I realize the first dig was actually on July 4th. The celebration will be a little little late in Rome because they had other events going on. Uh, But there'll be a a big event at Bellamy Harbor Park, which is right next to the canal. And there'll be uh, there'll be music. There'll be an antiques fair, a arts and crafts show. Uh, there'll be bands all day, and again, of course, fireworks at night. We'll also have a food truck rodeo going on. That's gonna be a, uh, gonna be a lot of fun. So uh, there are things going on all all year, uh, all, all uh, on the system. And for those of you who might be uh, in Syracuse toward the end of August, that's the beginning of the uh, the Great New York State Fair. And the the fair uh, will be featuring an all new display for the canal system uh, in time for the bicentennial. So lots going on all summer, really, along the canal. Is there a website or some place that our listeners can go for more details as these events are being planned? The uh, the the bicentennial events page is actually under construction at the moment but if you mm-hmm. want to get a full breadth of the uh, calendar of events going on throughout the canal system all summer uh, go to uh, canals.newyork.gov and click on the calendar and you'll see about 200 events listed uh, and, you can, and you can plan accordingly Great. And one of the um, very nice things that's happening in honor of the bicentennial is that the fees are waived for the Erie Canal this year, correct? That's right and how did uh, we're very that excited come about, about that. And, yeah, what's the typical cost? You know, what are people using it this year saving, and how did that idea come about? We we wanted a way to celebrate the bicentennial and get more people out on the water, and it's it's as simple as that. And we thought this would be a good way to, uh, you know, it's our gift to those who've been so loyal to us and devoted and passionate about the canals. Typically, the fees, depending on the size of the of the we're talking about recreational boats only, uh, run from 25 to to $100. So not, not a lot of money up front anyway, but it's just our way of saying uh, thank you and, and please come and, and, and stay a while. And I can tell you that, that loopers and boaters in general are excited about that because we're continuously seeing people post links to that information. And when I go out and give seminars, that seems to be coming up on a frequent basis lately is that the Erie Canal is going to be free this year. So we definitely appreciate that. Uh, Steve, before we wrap up, any other um, don't miss things that you would recommend people see along the canal, whether it's something special for the bicentennial or just something that is part of the canal in general? Um, you know, any favorites that you think people should make sure they check out on the way? Well, it's uh, it's hard to uh, play favorites, uh, but you know, <laughs> certainly I would I would rec I would recommend really uh, whenever you get a chance, to, as much as people are are, are attached. To their boats, uh, to spend some time exploring some of, some of the towns. Uh, there is one area in particular that uh, where I think if, if people who uh, are unfamiliar with, uh, they would really enjoy. Uh, and that's up in the Finger Lakes area, uh, outside of Rochester and Rochester itself. Um, we sometimes call that the sweet spot of the canal. Uh, t- villages like Fairport, Pittsford, and Spencerport. Uh, not only are they very scenic and really uh, typify what is so great about the canal, but they also have some great main streets with with excellent restaurants, ice cream shops, and just places to shop and and to to kick back and relax for a while. 
and uh, Rochester itself is uh, that the area going through the canal uh, is is um, is experiencing a rebirth. Uh, there's some great museums in Rochester. We mentioned the uh, the Strong Museum of Play, which is home to the National Toy Hall of Fame, and uh, the Rochester. Chester Museum and Science Center and the Eastman House. Uh, it's a great way to, if you've been on, if you've been getting a little uh, uh, some cabin fever, to just go out for a couple of days to explore. Uh, you won't regret it. And we certainly hope that a lot of our members do take the time to do that on their way through the Erie Canal this year. Stephen Gossett with the New York Power Authority. Thank you for sharing all of that information and for sharing your time with us today. Thanks so much. I look forward to uh, meeting uh, loopers this summer on, on the canal. Uh, it, it should be great. It, and it will be great. We, we think so, too. Listeners, thank you for joining us this week. We will be back next week with another episode of Great Loop Radio. Until then, safe cruising. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.